What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. We thank you for tuning in on this Monday. A little bit of a switch up. I know we're coming to you a day early, but we figured we'd react to the last game and uh, preview uh, game three. So, obviously, a huge win for the Nuggets. You had Jokic and Murray come out great, come out hot in that game. Jokic with, uh, I believe it was 24 to start the first half, 20 in the uh, first half for Jamal Murray. Obviously, a slow second half. But they played great team defense overall. Gary Harris, Jeremy Grant, the MVPs of that game. Brandon, what were your overall thoughts of that game? Kawhi Leonard will not go 12 of 16. I would thought maybe 9 of 16, 8 of 16, something like yeah. that. But he will not go 12 of 16. And look at what happened. Game 2, Kawhi Leonard, 4 of 17. That's more of credit to Denver's defense. Uh, Marcus Morris was back to being Marcus Morris. 3 of 9, 2 of 5 shooting from 3. 11 points. Mm-hmm. That's what he's going to give you most of the time. Patrick Beverly, one of two shooting, 0 for 1 from 3. He got in foul trouble. Credit to Nuggets for getting him in foul trouble. Uh, Montrez Harrell was only 3 of 6, only had 10 points, was 4 of 8 from the free throw line. So Lou Williams was 6 of 16. So, yeah, they're not going to shoot this bad. Kawhi Leonard's not going to be 4 of 17 the next game. Yeah, they only But he's also 41. not going to be tw- – right, but he's not going to be 12 of 16 either. No. So, so I think – you never maybe 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 he'll have one more of those games but again the the clippers shot exceptionally well in game one Mm -hmm. in game two they shot exceptionally bad right so so they're gonna be more somewhere in the middle well the nuggets really did have control of the whole entire game Mm -hmm. right i mean early in the fourth they lost the lead but for most of the most of the game, they they dominated the Clippers. So if it evens out, I think again, like I've said, you know, I I picked before the playoffs started. I picked the Nuggets to beat the Clippers here in round two. Once I saw them have to come back from one from three one and and beat the Jazz, and they were just exhausted. Mm-hmm. In my mind, there was no way they were going to beat the Clippers, but I thought they could force six or seven. And this is why, because the Clippers, I get on paper, they're a great team. They should be finals favorites, all of that, right? Yep. But in the regular season, even when things were normal in the regular season, they would sit out a lot of guys. Even when they played all together, they weren't consistent. They didn't have that chemistry. And you're seeing it in the playoffs too. We saw it against Dallas. They're just not consistent. They'll bring the defensive consistency that that the dog in them, right? They'll they'll never go away. They'll always, you know, that's why Denver really couldn't blow them out because the Clippers. That's a they're a team that you're never really gonna be able to blow them out mm-hmm. because they can play any style and they'll always fight. They'll always kick and scream. They'll they won't just fold and, and go away like the nuggets did in game one so that that makes it obviously extremely tough but again they're not the most they're not a very good shooting team they really aren't they don't have guys that are just gonna kill you from three lou williams right. can kill you scoring wise but he's not gonna kill you from three every time yeah. i mean he was oh for six and in game one he was uh, in game one he was uh I mean, they've done well on him. He's only had 23 points in two games. I've been really surprised with – I think part of it is he's missing shots. But, (laughs) I mean, for the most part, for the Nuggets, if you would have told me 
in two games, Lou Williams would only have 23 total points. I'd be like, that's a win. That's a huge, because right. you, you think that'd be closer to 40 points, 45 right. points. When he hasn't shot the ball well, like you said, he's 0 for 8 from the from the 3 in this series, in both games 1 and 2, mm-hmm. combined these 0 for 8. So, but again, other than him, offensively, you have to worry about Paul George, who hasn't been very consistent in the playoffs, and Kawhi Leonard, who's been really good, and he had a really bad night. Yeah. But other than that, if Morris isn't going nuts on you, and if Pat, Pat Bev doesn't give you a couple threes, they don't have guys who can shoot. No, they don't have shooters. They just have guys that can score really Right, well. and so what have we talked about the Nuggets? <laughs> shooters kill them. Mm-hmm. Well, the Clippers don't have that. No. So th- this matchup with, with Denver, and like I said in the last podcast – I think they can force six or seven games in the series because they have a good matchup. Yeah. This is a bad matchup for the Clippers. If you were the Clippers, I'm sure the, the Clippers were so happy when Utah was up 3-1. Yeah. Because because Denver's a – that's a bad matchup. I, I think Gobert would have hurt them a lot. But offensively, you know, Gobert is limited. With, with Jokic and, – and I'll get to Jokic because I'm still frustrated with Jokic. Okay. But – Overall, they don't have anyone who can guard Jokic. They really don't. I mean, Zubak had did well on him in game one, but in game two, Zubak struggled and he, you know, he got into a little bit of foul trouble. But you know, they don't have anyone that can guard Jokic, and Jamal has also a mismatch. And I didn't think he would. I thought they would be able to really cover Jamal really well, but he does have a mismatch. I mean. With Kawhi, Kawhi's a great defender. And one-on-one, he can at least slow down Jamal. But if Jamal is, and it's an if, but if Jamal is on like he was through the first half of that game, and even in the fourth quarter, he had a one-on-one with Kawhi, and he smoked him. Yeah. So it's not it's not impossible for Jamal to have good games, because he did. He had a good game. Uh, I did not think we would get that at all. I thought they would do what they essentially did in the fourth quarter to Jamal. Uh, I thought that would, they would pretty much do that every game. And, I think you're going to see that more. I think we're going to see that more now. But that's where Jokic comes in. He needs to be, he needs to play better all the time. And when he he can't wait, and and I, it's driving me nuts with Jokic because everyone says, oh, well, look at his numbers. Oh, he's getting double teamed, right? But here's here's my answer to that. He's waiting for the double team. The double team is taking a he gets the ball and for a couple for a few seconds he doesn't have a double team. He's not double team. Mm. If he just grabs the ball and go. But no, he he catches the ball whether it's in the post or behind the three-point line and he waits for the double team. And I get that in his mind, he's waiting for the double team so he can get to the open guy. But if he doesn't wait for the double team and if he just goes especially when he's in the post, mm. he's going to draw a foul. Or he's going to get an easy bucket. Or when he goes, the double team has to get there quicker. And when he's on the move, it's harder for the Clippers to get out to that three-point shooter. Right. So if he goes quicker and then passes it out and understand and knows where his guys are going to be, because we know he knows that. We know he's smart enough. We know he has IQ to do that. He needs to go quicker. So that's something that I get it. He had 26 and 18. I get it. But he also had six turnovers. 
And a lot of that was because he was waiting for the double teams to come. And the Clippers are a very good defensive team. You can't just wait for the double team to come and expect you to have an easy pass to someone who's wide open. Right. Because a lot of those times he knew where to go, but the help on the on their double teams, the help on their three-point shooters was amazing. And so they were able to get there and, and, and steal the pass. So you need to go quicker. And for and that's just something that, you know, maybe that's coaching staff that needs to tell him that's film that he needs to watch. All of that. And so I think that's one thing to look at tonight where he needs to be more aggressive faster. Right. He needs to be in you know, in the in the post game interview, you know, I that one of those questions came up with why why hold the ball so long? And he said, well, I'm not very fast. So I have to be patient. I have to be. I have no choice but to be patient. That's my only option. Um, but when he's in the post, he can he can move. Yeah. And he can he has moves where he can get to the rim quickly and he can get a good shot quickly. Um, and that we're just not seeing that right no, now. I think you're making great points, and I, I I do agree. And it's specifically when he gets it in the short corner, not on the block. Right. He gets it in the short corner and he faces up. And it's like it's three, four seconds where he's surveying and he's holding. And now the clock's at six or seven. And right. you're like, dude, what are you doing? And then he makes his move. Um, there, But there's times where they run that play where it's, you know, a down screen for him or a side screen. And he, he loops around the free throw line, which the Clippers, which I've noticed, are I haven't seen really any team do this to Jokic before when he's coming to go to that side of the floor. Whoever's coming up is hitting him, is checking yeah. him. Um, which is smart. I mean, I don't see many teams do that, if at all, but they're doing it, which is smart of them. Um, and there was a time that he took a knee, I think, from Lou Williams or Pat Bev, and Jokic was like, is anybody going to call this? Jokic just gets completely obliterated sometimes, and the refs just don't respect it. I know he's well, so big. That's another thing in this series. Yeah. Dear Lord, the refs have been awful. Right. I mean, he's there's times, and it, it seems like crap. every game, maybe Jokic just doesn't have the respect of the refs yet, uh, but it seems like there's a few times. I get it. He complains a lot. But there's a lot of times where he he's got a really good point. Like he's getting completely. It's it's kind of like the LeBron thing. Most of the time, LeBron's actually getting fouled, but they just don't call it because he's so right. big. Anyways, um, he had two free throws. Yeah, like, that can't happen. That's exactly. The part of that's on him for being aggressive, but also also part of that too is the refs and, and the Nuggets too. I think at one point in that game, there was like uh, the Nuggets had like, or the Clippers had like 16 free throws, and the Nuggets had four or something like that. Something like that. Well, yeah, and they finished the game 29 free throws, and yeah. Nuggets only had 17. And Jamal, man, he, I, he got five free throws. He got the most of the team, but he was getting obliterated right. every time he would go to the rim. And again, part of that is on the team for not being aggressive enough, but there are times too where these guys are just getting hacked and it's not called, but that's yeah. any team. But no, with Jokic, I agree with you. There's times where he just has to be faster. He has to get into his move faster. It's always in the short corner. Whenever he gets it on the block, he seems to be fine. Um, and I'm fine with him taking his time because he's so, for as big as he is, you wouldn't think he'd be so crafty with the ball. Um, he just has a knack for like knowing how to contort his body and the ball uh, in ways when double teams or arms are around him to either get a pass off or to get it under you and to shoot a layup. It's it's incredible watching him, honestly. But, no, I agree with you. There's times where he has to speed it up. Um, but I think that's that's just Jokic. <laughs> I think that's just what makes him him. He's, he's always going to go at his own pace. Now, part of it's because he can't go at a faster pace, but he's going to go at his own pace. And more likely than not, it gets the job done. So at this point, I think you just got to trust him. Now in the second half, he can't take what, what we talk four shots and only make one. 
Um, same with Jamal. Part of that was they were blitzing Jamal and they were forcing it. But Jamal, yeah. too, has to be better at recognizing because once they started to do that, he got really it, sloppy. Yeah, they his passes into, were not. Yeah, they forced him into a lot of turnovers. You mentioned Jokic had six turnovers. I think there was two. The one that stands out to me that I don't think he should be knocked out for was there was a one where Paul on the screen and roll with him rolled and Jokic slipped it through to him. It was a good pass. And for whatever reason, Paul didn't get there. I think it was either he stopped or he hesitated because it was a, it was a good role. I think I know what you're talking about. It was a good um, pass. It was late in the game. And yeah. that would have been a layup for Paul. Um, yeah. But he missed it. And Jokic was like, he just put his hands to his face. And when Jokic does, I think he does, like, dude, come on. Like, he, he was there. The other one is when Jokic was on the far base or far short corner and he tried to zip it over to Paul on the opposite three-point line, and it just died out of bounds. That one, I think you can you can put on Jokic, uh, but more likely, like nine times out of ten, like Jokic makes that pass. So, well, yeah, I mean that's true. Like uh, you, it's not like like that's a horrible pass for anyone. Yeah. Anyone. It's like a, it's like Steph Curry taking a shot from half court. You're like, and if he misses, you're like, well, I mean, he usually makes right. that. It's like it's like how Coach Cal, we had Coach Calipari on our station not too long ago. Well, that was ago, a great talking about interview. Jamal. Yeah, he was great. Um, and you know Jamal, he had to stop practice one day because Jamal took a left-handed hook shot, and he stopped practicing. He was like, "Are you kidding me?" And Jamal's like, "I can make that." And he's like, "That's what Jamal would tell me. I can make these shots." And then you realize, "Oh my God, he can make these shots, and he makes them more often than not." With Jokic, I mean, you have to take those pat like those passes with a grain of salt because he gets the one in his hand where he palms it with one hand immediately turns around and rockets it to i think it was gary and it's on target and you're like first off how did you even see that second the touch and the timing i mean he's he's off he's he's the best quarterback in denver right now it's hilarious because he just he just launches it 40 feet down the court and you're like this guy's ridiculous but i don't know there's things with this nugget team that they drive you nuts because it's like they have to get to the point of complete and utter death. The gun has to be on their head. The bullet has to be ready to fire. And they're like, all right, here we go. Now and we if can they, fight. If, and if they have the gun, they could just give it. They're yeah. like, here. They're like, ah, let me turn it around. <laughs> You're like, you can shoot. Nah, I'm just going to turn it around and give it back to you. The, the Nuggets just have to play with everything completely against them. Um, and even Shaq said it on the TNT broadcast. He's like, you know what? We've come to realize with this team that they only play their absolute best when they are against the wall. And you just don't – nobody gets it. Maybe that's a youth mentality, uh, just them being young. Um, I don't think it's a coaching thing because poor Michael Malone, man. They just do not care about his health. <laughs> he's driving them nuts. Dude, or no, they're driving him nuts. They, I, I hope the team <laughs> is paying for Michael Malone's cardiologist visits because – there's three, maybe ten times a game where the camera pans to him, and he, I just love his face because he's looking in the ceiling and he's like whispering to himself, and I just hope he's saying like, "Wusa, remember what the therapist said. Just remember, get to your happy place, Michael. Get to your happy place." Because I swear to you, he wants to rage. Or the the shot of him where he it looks like he's praying, but his hands, his head is it's just in his now. hands. Yeah. Yes, it's a meme. But like that is this team, and that's what they do to me too. Uh, right. Like in well, the yeah, Utah that's... game, people were like, oh, my God, did you cheer when, when they won that game? I was like, no. I no. literally sat in my chair. My heart was beating out of my chest, and I was like heavy breathing. I was hyperventilating. I was like this. 
like, why do you, why does this team do this to me? Once Gary poked it, I was like, yes. And then we're going for the layup and they gave it to Tori. And I was like, no. And then he missed it. And I was like, no, no. And then there's four seconds. I was like, oh my God, that's, a, that's an eternity. And I, I counted. I was like, one, two, three, four. Where's Donovan? Where is Donovan? And come to find out the defender that was on Donovan down there was Mason Plumley of all people. I was like, oh my God, this is my nightmare. And then they got it to Mike Conley, and it just went in slow motion. I was like, he's going to make yeah. this. And... That was four seconds long, but that felt like an hour. Oh, easily. When the ball was in the air, it felt like 70 yeah. years. And I was well, just it's, like, funny. No. it's funny. I actually got it spoiled to me because I was watching on my computer, right? Mm. So I had on the screen. I had Twitter on this screen. Yep. Well, I'm watching yep. it online. So mm. it's I'm a little bit delayed. And not only that, but Vic Lombardi, he's at the stadium watching it. from. He's getting the earlier feeds yep. than anyone else on TV, right? So on Twitter, I look over, and it's before the inbounds because they have to call a timeout. Yeah. So I'm wa- so I'm watching, and uh, it's right before the inbounds, and I look over, and all of a sudden I see Vic's tweet, and it says Nuggets advance, and I'm looking at the screen like, <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm watching the steal happens. I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's what happens. Yeah. All of a sudden the missed layup happens, and I'm like, wait, oh my god, did he was was he like in my mind? I'm like, was he wrong? Was it? Are they going to make this? Did he tweet that too early? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> and yeah. so when the three-point shot went up, I'm like – so it was a whole different type of panic from me because I had thought they advanced. This still happens. I'm like, okay, we're good. Like, I, you know, I, I sat back. I'm like, okay, awesome. And it's just all of a sudden he misses that layup. I'm, in my mind, I'm just like my, – my brain is just bouncing all over the place. Yeah. Because I'm like, did he tweet that four seconds early? You that know, that is, was my situation because the last few playoff games for the Nuggets, I've been watching off my computer, and I know exactly what you're talking about. I have TweetDeck open, but I have to purposely open a new tab so I don't look at Twitter because I don't want yeah. anything spoiled to me. And in that moment, like, it was completely just me in the moment live. It wasn't live. It was delayed, but me just, like, watching it live unfold. Right. And I would have – I don't know what I would have done if Mike Conley would have made that shot. I think uh, I would have just laid on the floor – and it's like that SpongeBob gif where he just pulls the dirt over him and buries himself. I think that's probably what I've done. Just just bury me. I don't want to – I just don't want to take it. But this Nuggets team, it just – it never fails. They just have to just make it completely difficult and give everybody that loves them a heart attack um, except for them. And then you have the – like the two most even kill stars in the league. Like Jokic is just like, meh. He just shows no emotion, you know, unless he gets hit in the gonads and then he's on the floor writhing in pain. <laughs> And then Jamal, yeah. I mean, well, Jamal, I shouldn't say Jamal doesn't show any emotion because he, you know, he's very fired up. But it's just like these guys are so calm and collected under pressure. It's just like it's crazy how they do it. Did you see the huddle after the game? And Malone was like, "Next time we got a two-on-one break." Yeah, don't pass don't it to Tori. Pass it to Tori Craig. Goodness gracious! <laughs> but honestly, Jamal but shouldn't have done that. I mean, I get it. A layup seals it if he makes it. And ninety-nine percent of the time. In my mind, though, I was like, "Go, go for it." But see, in my mind, what I would have wanted. Jamal would just take the shot, draw the foul, because yeah, all sure. he had to do was a euro step. He would have drawn a foul, sure. possibly made it, whatever. Or whoever that was, was it Conley? Conley would have yeah. backed up if Jamal uh, would have. I think it was Royce, maybe. Was it Royce? I think it whoever was Royce it was, they would have just backed up, or they would have fouled him, right? Yeah. Because either way, they needed to foul. I mean, you hope they but call like, a foul in that situation. I don't know. I don't know if you get a foul in that situation. I, well, but the thing is, Tory faded away on that layup because he didn't want to get fouled. If Torrey would have gone up a little bit more straight up right. and into, but again, whoever that was, they didn't try to foul. They put a hand up, and that's about it. Yeah. Like so, I don't know what whoever that was. I don't know what he was really thinking because, in my mind, I feel like 
he should have met, the, met Jamal up higher and fouled him. Yeah. Um, and it's so, the heat of the moment. I, I mean, know. it's game seven. I mean, it's right. it's exactly. nobody's really thinking. Like, it's just spur of the moment stuff. I mean, obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty. We can all say it. Like, I was thinking, too, when when they missed that layup and Rudy Gobert got the rebound, the, the Jazz were in the bonus. I was like, foul him. Just slap him. Because then yeah. he's going to the free throw line. You're sending Rudy Gobert in a game seven with three right. seconds left at the free throw line. If he makes two, you shake his hand. More likely than not, he's probably going to miss it. Um, but, you know, I was talking to Zach about it, and he was like, you know what, it's, it's so quick. Like, these guys aren't really thinking about it. Like, that, that's right. fair. I give them that. Well, but. And that's why I'm okay with going for it. A lot of people were so mad when, when Jamal passed that to Torrey and Torrey shot the, the layup. I, I don't mind going for the kill shot. Yeah. I mean, because, if he makes it, the game's completely over at that point. Well, how many times have we seen the Nuggets not go for the kill shot, right? Mm-hmm. They get fouled or whatever. It turns into a free throw game, and they miss free throws. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it turns into, you know, like last year with the with the four-overtime game with Portland. There was – they had – it came down to a free throw game a lot of times for the Nuggets. They would miss a free throw. Mm-hmm. And Portland hit a three, and it's just like, I wish you would have gone for a kill shot instead. Rodney Hood, you know. So like, those are the things where I'm actually okay with Jamal not peeling out, because you have a two on one, you could just win it right there. You mm-hmm. can guarantee yourself the win. I just wish Jamal would have kept the ball and took it himself. I get the right place to get a Tory, mm-hmm. but all you had to you in your mind, you know, like just just take the shot. Like he made the right play for the first time instead of just, you know, taking the ball and saying, I'm going to finish this game. Right. And maybe it was because he wasn't shooting the ball well in that game. I don't, that's probably what it was. Uh, but at that, at, at that point, it's like, Jamal, you need to, you need to take it yourself. Yeah. Like you need to take that shot. Yeah. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they got the W. So whatever happened, it ends in a win. So that's all we can hope for. I don't know how we got down that loophole of going backwards yeah, to know. Game 7, but uh, we, we digress and we look forward to Game 3 is tonight. Um, mm-hmm. There is some kind of concerning news. Jokic has a sprained wrist. Do we know what wrist it is? Is it a, is it a shooting hand? Is it his left uh, hand? I didn't see it. I just saw a sprained wrist. Um, I don't know if I don't know can, if the Nuggets yeah, I don't know if they released that info. But information. I didn't know he was hurt. I'm assuming it must have happened during practice um, because I don't remember anything. The only injury he sustained was getting hit below the belt. In the it's his game. right wrist. Oh, that's a shooting hand. So that's that's not ideal at all. Um, I feel like it might have happened during the game just because he did not shoot the ball well and he didn't shoot it that much. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering throughout the game, like, why isn't he being aggressive? If his wrist was hurt, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but he's questionable for today's game. So, I mean, if he doesn't play, I mean, it's just chalk up the win for the Clippers right yeah. now. I, um, I think he I think he plays. Yeah. But I'm so. just afraid that he's not going to be very aggressive, which in that case, you might as well just sit out. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the line you tow, um, which I think you're spot on. I think we could... We can expect a passive Jokic tonight, depending on what his wrist, you know, how it feels. But um, even so, the kind of feel that I got after this is the Clippers are going to come back. They're going to say, okay, you punched us back. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're going to punch you even harder back. Um, Don't expect Kawhi to shoot. What did he shoot? Uh, Four of 17. That's going to even out. I'm I'm just waiting for the Lou Williams game. I just think he's just going to have a game where he's going to go completely ballistic. And he's going to go, you know, 25 points, 30 points. 
Um, you mentioned Harold didn't play well, 10 points. They missed a lot of free throws in that game. They only shot 69%. I mean, Kawhi missed two uh, yeah. in one point. He missed two back-to-back. And Harold then, missed a lot, though. Harold missed four, but he's usually a, a decent free throw shooter. Um, Is he? I think so. I think he's at least in the 70s. So I was going to say, if it gets a little dicey, I'm if I'm alone, I might just say, hey, let's let's hack a shack here. I think um, he's somewhere in the seventies. I don't. Th- I don't think he's great. He shot sixty-six percent. Okay, well, well. And right now in the postseason, he's shooting fifty-eight. Okay, well, that's hit and miss then. Uh, but he has a nice form, so I mean, it looks good. So I don't know. I think, and you can't expect them to shoot forty-one percent from the field and twenty-eight percent from three. Also, the Nuggets shot lights out in the first half, which that's an anomaly. We all know that. Um, and they came. It back did to even Earth. out though because they yeah. finished forty-five from the field, thirty-seven point yep. five from three. They haven't had, and I, there's there's a couple of guys that I'm waiting for to kind of just have one of those big games. MPJ yeah. is obviously one of them. The other is the team just having one of those shooting nights that they had against the Jazz. They haven't had one of those against the Clippers. And credit the Clippers defense, but I mean the they Nuggets had it in the first getting, half last game. Well, yeah, but I'm waiting. Like four yeah, minutes. I'm waiting for, but that was that was still a little bit different. Um, I'm waiting for like. Uh, like even like Jamal, like Jeremy Grant. Um, I mean Grant shot uh, a really Michael, well game one, right? Um, Michael Porter. I'm waiting for like, like Torrey Craig, like because like if you look at it, Porter was one for five from three. Mm-hmm. Morris was one for three. Craig was zero for two. Um, Murray started off well, but he finished three for eight. But that's what I'm talking about with the with the like the, the guys on the bench. I'm waiting for the bench guys to have one of their games. Mm-hmm. And not just, you know, and specifically from the three-point line. Like, Torrey having two or three threes. Monte hitting a couple. MPJ having one of those nights. Like, I'm just waiting for the bench to have a good game in the playoffs. Because I they haven't had a good game in the playoffs. So, I'm just wait If they could, man, it would be great timing if they could have it tonight. Like, if, yeah. if, they, if they pick any night to have it, tonight would be the night. Because if you can go up 2-1 on the Clippers... Man, like that's that you uh, you I don't want to say you guarantee yourself a game seven, but you're close. Yeah. You're right there. To you, you and and anything can happen game at game seven. Yeah, um, MPJ I think is the one you would need tonight. And right. you know, for as as much as he struggled, um, he played well past that twenty eight point too. game against Utah. He really struggled to close that series, um, and then obviously hasn't been the best this series in two games. Uh, but I've what I've really enjoyed is his aggressiveness on the boards. Yeah. He he's and uh, I'm sure Michael Malone has to continue to to remind him that you know if it's not dropping, you're valuable in other areas and mainly right. rebounding the ball. He's come up with some really clutch rebounds uh, for this team. And last game he had seven rebounds, he had 11 points, shot 50% from the field, like you mentioned, one of five from three. But I think he's there's a point where he'll he'll get that game. You know, he's mm-hmm. he had it against Utah. He had a 28-point game. Obviously, it was a loss. I think he's due for a game like that. Like you said, hopefully hopefully the bench happens tonight, and hopefully it's his night that he has that type of game where it's, you know, 25, 10 rebounds and something like that, especially if Jokic is going to be hurt and doesn't play aggressive or if Jokic is hurt and sits out. Whatever the case is, I think you would want that from MPJ. But I've been really impressed. I think for his first playoff run, I think he's handling it well. Uh, given the circumstances and I just hope and, and we mentioned too there's sometimes where you you pan to the bench on, on the camera and his body language isn't the greatest 
But to me, when he's in there, it looks like he he understands his role, and it's a guy that's not ahead of himself. He knows the talent he has, right. but he's not trying to put himself above the team. Although I think there is areas he could really improve this offseason. I've noticed with him, he he takes a lot of contested threes. Like, guys really in his airspace. Um, I think he could get a little bit better at shot creating. There's times where he just settles for, for open threes. Also, he's got to get tighter handles. It seems like he fumbles the ball a lot, and, and guys are able to swipe at the ball a little bit. He's very loose with the ball. Uh, maybe that's because his arms are so big and <laughs> it's a longer crossover, but he's very loose with the ball. And he's not very good at catching the ball. Uh, no. We've seen a lot of times where they will lob it up to him, and he cannot get an alley-oop. Like, he does not know how to dunk it like from off of a pass like that. Like, right. he just... I don't know, and, and maybe it's it's one of those things where he's so long, like he doesn't really know how to use his body. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't. It's it's weird. It, there's a lot of weird things with him. Like yeah. the talent is there, but there's a lot of like it's little things uh, that he could correct to be just like yeah dominant, you know. And I think there's too too many times too when he takes it to the basket, he tries to contort himself. I'm like Michael, you're six foot ten. Yam it on somebody. All right, it's going to happen. You're going to get those situations where Montrez Harrell blocks you. Um, but more likely than not, I mean, no one's going to contest you. You're you're there. You have that explosion to where you can dunk on somebody. And and back to your point about him catching it, I would say, too, his just him being in shot-ready position. His hands aren't always – and that's what a lot of great shooters you'll see. Their hands are always ready to catch the ball and shoot. With him, it seems like he has to catch it. And he has to go through his motion of bringing it down, then up. Right. That's that's a, a half second or a second that you're allowing the defender to get over to you to to close out. If he just keeps his hands at his chest, then he speeds up his motion, and then it's there. So that's something, too, that he probably has to work on in the offseason. But hopefully tonight is the night where we get a great game from MPJ. They're going to need it, obviously, because the Clippers, they're, they're a team that you're not going to hold down for long. They're going to respond. You better believe that Doc's going to get in them. Um, I do think we're going to see a lot more involvement from the others in this game because when Kawhi had the ball and he got in the lane, the Nuggets collapsed. If they're going to do that again, I think Kawhi's going to be ready for that, and they're going to be kicking out to to open shooters. Maybe Morris has a better game. I don't know. Hopefully not. But it's going to be interesting. Predictions for uh, for, for game three tonight. Uh, I think the Clippers are going to come out. Uh extremely aggressive i but here's the thing though if the clippers they can come out aggressive and they can you know they can get physical with the nuggets but if they're not shooting well they're gonna struggle Mm -hmm. and that's what really helped them in game one uh Kawhi came out was shooting the ball really well uh you know morris hit a couple early threes beverly hit a couple early threes and at that point it was almost like oh crap right yeah so if that happens it's going to be another Clippers blowout. Um, maybe, well, maybe not a blowout, but I think it's a win. It's more of, um, I don't think the Nuggets would just go away. I think game one was one of those games where they were just so exhausted where once they had lost the lead, it wasn't worth fighting for mm-hmm. uh, because they were so tired. I don't think it's necessarily a blowout, but I think maybe probably like a 10, similar to what the, how the Nuggets beat the Clippers last night. I think it's something like that. If the Nuggets do have a run, the Clippers will just, you know, they'll have a couple of shots go down, and it's just one of those things. If they come out of the game, though, struggling shooting the ball, 
that gives the Nuggets a lot of momentum. Because uh, right now they have all the momentum in the world. And if the Clippers come out and the if the Nuggets come out and play that defense that they were playing and the Clippers don't hit shots, all of a sudden if the Nuggets start hitting shots, it's over. Yeah. So it, it really is going to come down to the first five minutes of this game tonight will tell you how the game is going to go. Yeah, It's either going to go Clippers by a double-digit win or the Nuggets getting a narrow victory. <laughs> yeah, But, I, you know, it's going to be it's gonna be one of the two. Um, but, yeah, if the Clippers come out struggling, I think two things. If Morris hits a couple shots early on, if mm-hmm. Kawhi starts off hot, um, and if Lou Williams comes off the bench and gets going. Those are the three key three keys early for the first five minutes, for or at least first quarter for the Clippers. They need those three things to happen. If those three things happen, they come out with a win. For the Nuggets, it's the exact opposite. If those guys struggle shooting the ball, then you know you you have a massive advantage. But then you need either Jokic or Jamal to come out strong, like they did in the in Game Two. Right. Uh, I don't think you need both of them. I think you need one of them. One of them, one of them needs to be aggressive, whether it's and I don't care if it's them getting. 15 20 points or five points but five assists mm-hmm. it needs to be something like that especially Jokic. he needs to come out extremely aggressive if he doesn't if jamal doesn't either they're in trouble but at least one of them has to start out aggressive and has to be hitting right uh so those are you know that's kind of the the key for each team i'm gonna i think it's more likely that the clippers hit shots so i'm gonna take the clippers tonight but again, if they, if they struggle early on and the Nuggets take advantage, the Nuggets are winning tonight. Yeah, I but think again, it, they have a good matchup. I I don't know what it is. I really don't. But the Nuggets have a very good matchup against the Clippers. They can defend yeah. them, and the Clippers don't have guys who can defend Jokic. So that's right. the thing. I think for the first time we've seen a team that can really defend the Clippers because they got length. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant is a great defender on Kawhi. Uh, Gary Harris can guard. Paul George, Torrey Craig, then is a third piece yep. that you can throw on them. And if they have all three of them out there, or if they have Jeremy, Torrey, and Gary out there, when Kawhi, PG, and Lou Williams are out there, they can guard that too. Right. So it's the Nuggets for whatever reason they have a very good matchup against Clippers. I think they're a little too young. Yep. If they were two years older, two years older. All of them, MPJ, Jokic, Jamal, they were two years older, they'd win this series in six. And that just might be the difference, too, is just the youth. I think, you know, championship experience on the other side with, with Kawhi and Doc, you know, they, they know how to, and, and Kawhi's obviously, I mean, if he's not 1A, he's he's 1B, or, you know, yeah. uh, given with Kevin Durant out um, and all that stuff. I mean, he's still one of the best players in the world right now on both ends of, ends of the floor. I agree with you though. I think regardless tonight is a Clippers win. I think they're going to come back and respond from, from game two. I think they got bullied a little bit and they, they want to come out and, and reestablish like, Hey, we're the bigger brother in this series. So we're going to, we're going to put our foot down. I think Kawhi is going to be motivated to, to kind of get back on track a little bit. And I think regard, regardless with, with Jokic too, if he sits out, that's obviously a loss. If he plays and his wrist is still not 100%, he's going to be passive. So I think neither of those situations bodes well for the Nuggets. So I think regardless, there's just too many things stacked against the Nuggets tonight. 
You never know, though. In the bubble, I mean, things we've seen crazier things happen, so it could be a win for the Nuggets. But I think I'm leaning more towards the the Clippers tonight. So it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a depressing one if they lose. But you know what? At least I think we can be proud that the Nuggets are at least showing fight. Everybody questioned, you know, this team is soft. They they don't have fight. They fought back from down three one. They're standing up to the Clippers. I mean, they could have easily folded in game two after getting blown out by the Clippers and saying, you know, we don't have it against this team. This team is way better. But again, they always just seem to shock you. They always just seem to come back and say, you know what? Now we we don't feel like quitting today. But we'll see how tonight goes. It should be an interesting one. It'll be on TNT tonight, 7 p.m. This is a big uh, one for the Nuggets. Like this game could really, this game can win them the series. Interesting stat for you. The Nuggets with Jamal and uh, Jokic as the tandem, the leading tandem, are winless in Game Threes in the playoffs that they've been in together. They yeah, lost that's, Game that's Three with San Antonio. This is, a, this is a big game. Portland, Utah, and uh, now you got a Game you Three. You know what's tonight. crazy? Hmm. Every series that they've played in has started one-one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they would lose Game Three, and they would they have gone down two-one in every series that they've played. Did they go down 2-1 to San Antonio? Yeah, I guess they did, didn't they? Yeah. This team, man. I don't know. They just If, if, that, if that's the stuff, they haven't won a game three, then that means they haven't – because each series has started 1-1. Yeah, 1-1 every time. So <laughs> this is a big – if they want to win this series, they have to win tonight. Yeah. If they lose tonight, they won't They won't win the series. They might force six yeah. or seven, but they won't win the series. Which is why I think um, that Jokic injury is just so significant. It comes at a terrible time for yeah. them. Um, yeah. Now, we'll I see. don't think they would have won the series regardless, um, but it doesn't help your chances of possibly right. upsetting a Clippers team, you know? Right. So, yeah. and, and, yeah. and if, ESPN... if they win tonight, I'll say this. If they win tonight, they win in seven. We'll see. ESPN's giving them a 63% chance, uh, the Clippers, to win tonight. So that's that's where they're, yeah. they're at. That's if where they they're lose tonight, they lose in six. It's a minus. Golly. It's a plus nine spread tonight. Ooh, Clippers are Clippers that? are minus nine. Oh, do the Nuggets do the Nuggets lose by nine? Wow. Uh, I think I think so. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Especially if Jokic sits out. Yeah. 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 I guess you got to wait to see if what Jokic does. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens to Jokic? But if I don't know. I don't know. I feel like tonight could be more of like a seven eight point game. Yeah, I'm seeing this is completely off subject, but I'm seeing on Twitter now Matt Moore posted on that line <laughs> a uh, a graphic for for those who don't know in Colorado. So we've had like 90s and 100 degree heat and wildfires. T- tomorrow it's supposed to snow, so you're supposed to go from like 90s to snow. And this weather graphic, I don't know where it's from, but it says the the title is fire freeze and snow warning through tuesday there's a bunch of red in certain areas of colorado and it says fire fire and in the middle <laughs> it says snow snow in the top left it says freeze so that's that's where we're at in colorado that's 2020 in a nutshell uh where there's not fire there's uh there's snow so Ooh, i'm seeing this spread at eight and a half now okay well uh... i might i might take that or the over i don't i don't know if the nuggets have it in them to uh to make it a less than eight point game tonight. I don't, I don't think they have it. We'll see though. They've shocked us before. They could possibly do it again, but uh, that's going to yeah. do it for us today. 
on the pod. We thank you guys for listening. We apologize for the intro. It was brutal. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot, lot going on there. And, and to, to come to find out too, about midway through, uh, like a little bit in the beginning, I found out it still didn't even record. So that's, uh, I have, I have the, the like the majority of it. I have about 75%, but, uh, yeah, so that's, that's beautiful. So on the uh, podcast, we're going to have to do some fine tuning. Uh, for you guys to to get everything but that's gonna do it for us today on a monday out of our element but we still somehow delivered it to you for brandon stole on the other side i'm Stephen freeze jr this has been the behind the glass sport podcast